welcome to Material, a show about Android, Google, and the nagging feeling that somewhere there's a koala out to get you. <laughs> I'm Russell Ivanovich, and I'm joined today by Andy Anatko. How are things in Boston, Andy? How did you know about the koala? <laughs> well, what you don't know is we, you know, people think that the koala is a you know a very cuddly animal, and it's you know native to Australia, and everyone loves to hold them. Really, they're just agents that we send out into the world, and we have a gluttony of them. There's so many of them that we just put them in. You know, shipping containers, you happen to order a fridge that comes from Australia, we throw a koala in there, that sort of thing. And then, then you know, we mount GoPros to their heads and that's how we monitor people. I didn't just say that on air, did I? You say we, but I think you mean mostly you. I think you're trying to, trying to tar your entire country with the demented undertakings of one twisted individual who fortunately oh, has chosen as Andy. his agent of evil one of the least motivated creatures out there, so... Fair enough, but still. It's it's true. They do sleep for 18 hours a day, and they tend to eat eucalyptus leaves. And as I found, and I found this out the hard way, I just want to put this out there for anyone that's uh, thinking of a similar scheme. It doesn't work. In other countries, turns out they don't have gum trees. So that's that's a big failing on my part. Well, uh, I'd just well, like to, uh, on, to apologize. On the other hand, I mean, if you're going to win, I mean, what's, what better way to humiliate your enemy than to win with koalas? I mean, that's, that's not exactly you, you, the person writing up your obituary is going to have to find a way to spin that. So it's not quite so humiliating. <laughs> it's probably second only to suffocating with your head stuck in a two gallon can of baked beans. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking for the uh, the tombstone, just two words, koala, period, I think you call it. We call it a full stop. Checkmate. And that that would just be my, you know, that was my finishing move. Koala, checkmate. So I'm also joined by uh, Yasmin. Yasmin, any koalas where you are? I have not ordered a fridge uh, from Australia, so I've lucked out. But I'm going to keep an eye out. I'm Damn it. I'm going to have to figure out some other products don't, to us. Don't make me send those coyotes after you. Oh, well, that'd be even more scary. So what, what product should I be packaging a koala into? Uh, feel free to send me, like, another phone, you know, Nexus 6 or something. <laughs> you put a koala in there. Are they really good as packing material? I mean... They're 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 soft. Yeah, they're fluffy. They're soft, so that'll do it. But they'll also probably like get koala spit all over things. Yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Koalas have very good table manners. I don't know if that's a well-known fact, but you invite them over for dinner, and suddenly they're they're proper ladies and gentlemen. So I think we need to change our really uh, sl- our uh, tagline to "It's koalas all the way down." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just almost too adorable. <laughs> Little conga line of koalas. You will not fire that your would also make a good because you're too darn spending too much time looking at us. I thought I'd gather you two here today so we could chat a bit about um, one of my favorite mobile operating systems, Android. I don't know if you've you've heard of that one, but I, I thought it would be interesting to to explore a little bit, you know, about how we switch to Android, you know, why we all use Android, and. I don't know. In the in the group of people that I I tend to hang around with, you know, in real life and online, it, it's a bit of an unusual thing. You know, in the tech aficionado space, a lot of people see your Android phone, they're like, oh, like, could you not afford an iPhone? You know, what's what's going on there? The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like it's not like you're buying a, an Android device inside a inside a blister pack at the drugstore. I mean, the, a, a Samsung phone is still going to cost you a fortune. Uh, almost anything that has a name brand on it that's not made out of marzipan is probably going to cost you close to a fortune. It's nice that uh, companies like Asus and Motorola are making cheaper ones, but 
there's still uh, that, that it's you're, we're only at the pre-hip stage where you're saying it's hipper to have a $300 phone than to have the shiny shiny one where it has the screen that wraps around all, all around the edge and the fingerprint detector that actually works you can work register your nose print if you actually want to so <laughs> I, I just i just want to i just want to make the make the statement that we can be just as stupid with our money as any iphone owner if 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 at all <laughs> stupider uh, yeah because we could. exactly if you're about to go to sleep and uh, you want to be, you know, lulled into like a, a gentle sort of snooze, I'm going to give you my backstory of, of how I first came to to be exposed to Android. And I thought it might be interesting just to go around um, uh, the table and get that from, from you two as well. So the first time I encountered Android was actually in 2010. There was this classic, classic phone called the HTC Desire. So it was this tiny little Android phone. It ran Android 2.2. This is um, 2010. And i got to say, I, I don't want to be unkind to Android, but it was a horrible 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 device it had a little joystick thing it had a little nub it came with i think 50 or 80 meg of, of free space on it it just confirmed everything i thought was wrong with the android you know platform i was an iphone user at the time and i looked at this phone and i'm like oh oh really this this is the alternative people choose no wasn't wasn't having any of that the next time i picked up an android phone was actually 2011 with the galaxy nexus and now it was running Android 4.0, so you were past the the horrible, horrible, you know, 2.2 days and even 2.3, and now you had a, a slightly more unified operating system. You know, the performance was a lot better, but I got to say, I, I still wasn't impressed. I mean, the Galaxy Nexus was a was a nice phone at the time, but you know, to me, it was it was kind of no iPhone. And then you know, 2012 rolled around. There was the Nexus 4, and I'm still a bit meh. And then finally, in 2013, we had the the Nexus 5, and it was just something about this phone. It was just, you know, it was compact. It had that nice sort of plastic back. It it was a lot cheaper than an iPhone. It was the first phone you f- felt like you could just, you know, throw on a table and it wouldn't get damaged. And it was running Android 4.4. And suddenly, you know, here with Hollow and, and the sort of things that were on there at the time, here was an operating system that I could almost, you know, see myself using. I'm like, hmm. Like I was always, you know, curious about technology. You know, I love playing with new phones and I think that's probably part of the reason I became a, a mobile developer is just to to play with all this new stuff. But at the end of the day, I still wasn't 100% convinced by the Nexus 5. And then something magical happened in 2013. The original Moto X came out. And I just, you have to, you have to see, we'll throw a picture of this phone in the show notes. You just have to see it. I love this little phone. It had a unified kind of rubber back on the back. It had this little dimple where you could stick your finger in. And it just, there was something about it. It had a shake gesture to launch the camera. It had this feature where you could say okay google now even when the screen was completely off and the thing would light up and you know respond to you that's the first phone i actually put my sim card into it i'm like i want to try this phone and i just so many little things about android you know stuck out to me the fact that i could drag an icon from the top of my screen to the bottom of my screen without having to pad all the other spaces and it would stay there i'm like ooh, that's a revolution (laughs) i could put little widgets of information on there so i could just put a little widget of my calendar on there. I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. Don't have to, don't have to open the uh, the calendar app. You know, I was I was sold on it, but I was still kind of tempted to go back to the iPhone because there were still a few nice things on the iPhone that Android didn't have. And then suddenly, 2014 comes along. I, I promise I'm getting to a conclusion here. I'm sitting at Google I/O and Google unveil Android L. You know, Lollipop with their material redesign. I guess the thing our show's named after. And I was amazed. You know, we'd just gone through. Um, the iOS 7 redesign where, you know, they got rid of skeuomorphism and everything turned into, um, you know, white backgrounds with Helvetica on them. And while that was a, a nice change, I thought, you know, maybe Apple went a bit far with it. And this, I looked at material, I'm like, no, I, I like this. You know, a little bit of shadow, a little bit of context, a little bit of depth. And I just wanted it. I wanted it so bad. And this is 
this is what led me to the final phone that I purchased in 2014 was the the next Moto X that came out. And this one ran, you know, Android 5.0. It ran Lollipop with the material design on it. And again, it's it's another phone that that I fell in love with and I haven't I haven't gone back since. You know, once I touched that phone, I got the are you guys familiar with Moto Maker? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I got the one with the the leather back and the orange tints and I you know, I customized it just the way I wanted it. I had to import it from the US, so it, you know, it took a few weeks and when it finally arrived, I'm like, ah, you know, finally this is the Android phone I'd been waiting for. So what what about you, Yasmin? Similar story, different story? I am also a fan of the Moto X. Uh, before that, I had the Nexus 4, so that's kind of what got me to love the like pure Android um, experience. And I think one of the, the things, like when you hear people talking about how, why, like why Android, of how frustrating the platform is, is usually they're playing with a, a phone where the company like uh, Samsung has kind of taken over the user interface and it's hard to do things. And so uh, I know that both of you guys actually do love the the new uh, Samsung S6, which I'm excited to hear a little bit more about. But I was kind of sold on the pure Android experience from the Nexus 4. And so when I saw the Moto X that it had followed a lot of the same patterns, I got kind of excited because it comes with those super awesome uh, gestures and actions that you mentioned, Russell, which is one of my favorites. I call it the my Jedi powers is where you can lift your hand over the screen. And as you're hovering over it, it kind of lights up and you can see your notifications uh, bubbles to let you know, hey, there's a new Slack message or a new text message. And you can kind of, you know, click on that bubble and it'll show you the show you the notification. So it's just like an easy way to kind of hover over your phone and see, hey, do I need to unlock my phone right now or I don't? I really love their gestures. The twist to launch the camera is a pretty awesome feature. So if you're just out and you want to grab a quick picture, you can just twist the phone uh, twice and then it launches the camera app, which is pretty awesome. Um, Of course, with the Lollipop, I don't know if you if you ran into this, Russell, but there was that giant memory leak. So it didn't always <laughs> work as smoothly as you have would have wanted to. Um, but I actually just got the 5.1 update from Motorola. And I don't know if it's a, it must be a new edition, but they have this like chop feature that lets you kind of, it's like shaking someone's hand or chopping something and it uh, turns on the flashlight. So I'll show you guys. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm blinded. For the listeners out there, I've just been <laughs> listeners, blinded. Yeah. I cannot see a thing. <laughs> You're lucky listeners as this is an audio podcast because I just blinded all the all the co-hosts of material. But I really, I think it kind of speaks to the the team at um, ATAP. Or was it ATAP, the team at Google that is coming out with the really neat gestures? Oh, you mean the, the little radar mm. thing and the yeah. thing in your clothes? Yeah, and yeah, yeah forget what yeah. the group name is called my bad no the, the ATAP, ATAP. yeah yeah that is, that is um, ATAP, yeah. so i think the atap group actually came out of motorola and so some of those people may still be at motorola and are still kind of playing around with the gestures and that's kind of what's fun to me about the the moto x um and yes you can create you can wake up your phone even if it's like on the desk somewhere and you can have your customized wake up uh tone so i i don't know russell did you have a customized 
uh, wake up for the moto. <laughs> I, I actually tried to put Hey Siri on there. Sorry for anyone that has an iPhone that, that just activated, but Motorola said that it wasn't unique enough. Oh, like, sad. Not enough syllables. So there's something to that. So uh, the one the one I ended up with, I won't say out loud because a, a thousand people's phones will will all activate at once. <laughs> I went with. Uh, I'm going to try to whisper it so it doesn't wake up my phone. <laughs> I went with uh, Bridge to Engineering. And oh, I like that. so it was awesome because the other day I was, uh, you know, doing some errands in the kitchen and it was like really hot in my house and I have a Nest thermostat. And so I said, bridge to engineering, turn the temperature to 74 degrees. And just like magic, my <laughs> house started to cool down and it was awesome. <laughs> but that's, Yasmin's house is just like the Enterprise. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So what what about you, Andy? What was your kind of your arc to uh, to finding Android and you know? Well, it was a it was definitely a transition. It was a process. Um, I was I bought the very first iPhone. Loved the very first iPhone, even though it was woefully incomplete. But you could definitely see that. Uh, oftentimes, you're willing to sacrifice perfection because you see that the basic concept behind this is definitely going to get there in a couple of years. And you would much rather have a lesser phone that works this way than a very complete phone, uh, like a like a Trio or like a BlackBerry that doesn't work this way. Uh, and that's just how strong having a multi-touch screen with no keyboard uh, was. Uh, cut and paste would have been a nice thing to have for a couple of years, <laughs> but we can't we can't have that for everything. We can't you know we, this is not uh, this is not a hamburger. We cannot have it our yeah, way. Yeah, no, no video uh, recording, but, no three G, but it was it was still pretty magical. Yeah, I mean, no, no apps. <laughs> it was, you know, it's, it, you really do, it's, it's like you're kind of recalling your very first apartment after college and you're like, how did I feed myself for two years with a mini fridge and a toaster oven? I must have lived like some sort of animal. But it's a new experience in a new place and you, you know that you're heading someplace good. The nice thing about uh, being a, a technology columnist is that I get to borrow things uh, as they go. Uh, so I, I had the uh, uh, the HTC G1 for a couple of months, which was the the first real like Android. Here's what it's going to be all about. Phone, uh, maybe HTC still had like a pullout drawer, but uh, it had the it had the little sc- the scroll button. It had the usual f- uh, back and menu buttons, and had a multi-touch screen. It was totally not there yet. But I was surprised, even as uh, an iPhone owner, and if you're if you're an iPhone owner, you've got a whole extra lobe of your brain towards being very very proud of uh, of having such a great device uh, as much as you try to tell yourself and not not to think that way there it's hard to or especially when you need to tell yourself that there's a reason why I'm dealing with I'm not dealing with cut and paste it's because I'm living in the future these these poor schlubs <laughs> who, are, who are living in the present those people are screwed um but I, I could see that it was, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be it was just not nearly there yet it was just slow and it froze up but you start off with, gosh, I, I thought this was going to be just a ripoff of the iPhone, but this is actually taking this place in new directions. And it really continued that way for the next couple of years as I kept trying more and more Android phones. Every couple of months, a new one would come in and I would write up a review and in some cases not write a review because it just wasn't that good. But what 
happened was that uh, it took a couple iterations for Google to figure out that Android could stake out a territory that was unique, that if we simply say that we're not going to be so heavy about telling you what to do and telling you how to use our phone, we're going to let you change pretty much whatever you want to. And if a developer wants to change something, we will let that developer change pretty much whatever they want to. And as a result, a whole bunch of really cool ideas that were not available on the iPhone were routinely coming across my desk as I kept trying new and new machines. And then the other funny thing has happened that uh, the crummy, cheap plastic phones that uh, they were making for Android suddenly became better phones that were, they. I mean this as a positive thing, they had seen how nice it is to have this piece of jewelry in your pocket that is well-built, it feels good to hold it, it feels good to have it on your desk. Uh, Samsung, I thought, had a breakthrough product with the Galaxy S3 because I thought that was the first one that really seemed to learn the lessons of the iPhone, that let's make it so that it is actually very nice and so that it is a very pretty object in and of itself. Let's not be a slave to the to trying to copy the iPhone design. Uh, and also was the first one where they were saying, we're going to try to inf exert some influence over our carriers and say, no, you're not going to load it up with 18 different AT&T and Verizon custom video apps uh, and live messaging and live traffic stuff. You're going to have to, you're going to have a very, very clean experience. Uh, and I found uh, by that time, I had found that every time that I was putting an Android phone back in the box and shipping it back to the manufacturer and then going back to my iPhone, I was missing the customizable home screen and I was missing widgets and I was missing how easy it was if I had a note in a if I w wanted to copy something out of a browser and turn it into a note how easy it was to do it that way uh, and so I found my and I was also pretty frustrated that at that time Apple had I wouldn't say that they stagnated because that implies that they didn't care about improving the iPhone or iOS. They were simply at a year or two year period where all the stuff they wanted to do could not be rolled out in the form of an annual update. It would have to be a revolutionary new version of iOS or iOS 7 before they could do a lot of the stuff they wanted to do. And I just found myself pining so hard for the stuff that I was seeing in Android phones that... I did make that switch, and I the, my first full-time Android phone, the one that I owned, was a Galaxy S3. Uh, then I switched it up for a Nexus 5 because I wanted the app up, the uh, OS updates to come directly from Google, uh, and I still like it a lot. Uh, the, 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 there are two other things that are kind of constant. Um, Apple, of course, did come in with their huge update to almost a reimagining of iOS. It wasn't just a graphical makeover. It was we have the reason why they didn't want to make it easy for apps to work together is because that's a security hole. They want to sandbox everything and make sure that one app can't clobber another or uh, malicious software can't be used as a, as a gateway for other stuff. Uh, and so this is why this, it finally took them that long to get the, that kind of sharing. It finally took them that long to give you a customizable keyboard so you can actually finally have swipe typing, uh, all that kind of cool stuff. Um, and I, I thought it was a big step forward. But, I mean, Russell, I, I'm with you. I mean, I've, I've had two years with it now, and I just have never warmed to the new user interface. It just seems so stark and so bare to me. Uh, and when Android came out with Android L, uh, and you just see this, I wouldn't say it's uh, jubilant, but it's not afraid to put a big, big spot of color somewhere. Uh, and let's have a really big green fun plus button, 
not only not only on the screen, but overlaid over other stuff on the screen so that the most important thing in Evernote, which is I want to create a brand new note right now, you don't have to go fishing for it. You don't have to look at some sort of really thin typeface that looks like it's just text, but it's actually a button. Uh, it's, ju it's just so emphatic. And then uh, after uh, several months, developers started really learning the lessons of material design and building more apps that are just, when you have a when you have a small handheld device, it really should almost be like a piece of candy. It really should appeal. Uh, it, it just has that, that sense of fun to it that I just don't see uh, in iOS. And the last thing is that I still love the, the customization. I still love the new experiments that are happening every single uh, every single day in Android from, from something as simple as like on the Galaxy S6. Uh, here's the home button. You double tap it, and you instantly launch the launch the camera app. Uh, from 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 being dark, and that's perfect. It's like you and uh, if you want that feature on Android, all you have to do is pick the phone that does that. If you want that feature on iOS, maybe Apple thinks that's a good idea. If they don't, it's out of luck. And even stuff that's not shipping yet. I mean, Project Aura. I love the idea. We're we're talking about the advanced technologies and product group. Uh, uh, this is uh, this is one of the reasons why Apple and Google are. I love how they are such. In, they have such an in, they have such independent points of view from each other, uh, and I think that that the, those different points of view feed each other really so well, because um, Apple is all about we're going to test you, we're not going to tell you that we've tested eighty different versions of this one button for this phone, but we did we really built eighty different versions of the iPhone and we carried them around the, the office for a week or two trying to figure out what we liked what we didn't like uh, we did that so that you don't have to Google's idea is that this seems like a good idea. Why don't we just build it and see what happens? Uh, and so Project Aura is that uh, idea where uh, instead of buying a phone that's like all assembled like this and it's just one package, you get you buy essentially a frame, <laughs> a bus, <laughs> and you get these little Lego pieces. And one Lego piece has the camera module. Another Lego piece has a battery. Another Lego piece uh, has the CPU. The idea being that if you want some, if you don't care about the camera, then buy a cheap camera module. And if you don't really, if not doing, if you're not doing a whole lot of gaming, that's okay. Just don't, you don't have to put a lot of money there. But if you are the sort of person like me who, I, the first question I ask is, how good is the camera? I will spend three hundred dollars. I would spend three hundred dollars out of a six hundred dollar phone budget just on a camera module. And it's it just these ideas just excite me. I, I'm, I'm even even now, I'm just thinking about stuff like. Uh, it'd be so cool to have just a tile that has your phone identity on it. Uh, and I'm carrying around, you know, just a, a regular, what's now kind of a standard, like large, large size phone here, uh, the, the Galaxy S6. But there are times when like you're at a wedding and you're just there so that if there's some confusion as to who's picking up whom and giving whomever a ride to uh, the, the reception, you really want just a tiny, tiny little phone, like a, even a little clamshell flip phone that won't like be this huge, like sagging bulge in your jacket pocket. And so <laughs> with Project R, you can you can own one frame that's your big carrying around everyday phone, but then you also might spend $60 for just a flip phone frame. And then when it's time to go for the wedding, you simply unplug the Lego from the big phone, plug it into this little phone. Uh, and it's, it's stuff like that that really gets me excited that um, I don't have to wait for one company to decide that this is a good idea for 12 million consumers per quarter. 
Uh, I can just I can have a company that simply says I'm we are completely nuts. We are eight people <laughs> who think that having a, a circular phone is a great idea, but you're free to do that. Go ahead. You maybe yeah. you'll fail miserably, but you might make something cool, and then maybe Samsung and Apple will say, actually, that was a dumb idea, but this part of it was a really good idea. So that's 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 really it to me. I mean, I could I could switch. I, I I'm gonna have to make the decision kind of soonish because. I'm finishing up my review of Apple Watch, and, that, and so now for about five weeks, maybe six weeks, I've had to switch back to the iPhone uh, because that's really the only way to test out the Apple Watch. Uh, but I'm wrapping that up right now, and so maybe in a week or two, I'm going to have to think about, do I care enough about the differences between these two to switch back, uh, or am I missing material design that much? Am I missing uh, my Nexus 5 that much? I will, say that the, I will say that the biggest problem, though, is the battery. It's like I am so <laughs> – I am – the I know there are more diff there are more differences between the iPhone and Android phones than this, but the first day I was back on my iPhone, and I'm like, oh well, geez, I just I ran out I ran errands from from nine to eleven, and now I be- get getting back and I'm back inside the office now. I better plug that. Oh wait, no, I don't have to plug it back in because this battery will last me a full day, maybe even two days. Rest of the any Android phone is like the, the 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 apps are so battery leaky that there are times where you are at 100% at 9 a.m. It is now 12:30 and you're telling you're giving me a low battery warning. This is not the life that I envisioned for myself when I placed myself in the push button world of tomorrow. So <laughs> I, I could switch back. I just, it's it's that, that was that's kind of the interesting thing that I was reflecting on the other day that it's kind of it's at this point iOS and Android are so close together you really can make the decision that I just think that Android L is prettier or I just think that iOS is prettier whereas before it was like well if I want to I really do want a phone with a good camera I guess that means I'm, I'm going to have a, have an iPhone or I really want to have a really muscular app library well okay I guess I'm going to have to have an iPhone now it really is take your pick yeah, either one will do it's it, they're, they're 90 percent the same phone it's the extra 10 percent that'll make the difference between most people yeah and i think that's something a lot of people are both intimidated by and maybe you know a little bit daunted by is they look at the android ecosystem and they say okay if i want to buy an iphone well i have a choice i can buy the iphone 6 or the 6 plus you know do i want one that's 4.7 inches or do i want one that's 5.5 and I guess they kind of take comfort in the fact that Apple's made all the hardware decisions that went into that and they carefully, you know, picked every single piece. And then you look at the Android ecosystem and you're like, okay, there's a million different choices. And I guess that can be daunting when you look at it at first. But that is honestly, you know, one of the things I love about Android. I look at the phone landscape and I say, okay, you know, the HTC, you know, it's a nice phone, but, you know, the Samsung has this that it doesn't have and this one has this thing. And you can kind of pick and choose the bits that you want. And I, I guess the thing that's really impressed me recently, and you mentioned Andy, is the camera. So probably up until this year, if we're being honest, like Android was lagging behind in cameras. You could pick any single, you know, flagship phone and the camera just wasn't as good as an iPhone. You know, you take pictures of them side by side and you're like, oh, you know, that's not quite as good. That's a bit blurry. Oh, that's a bit overexposed. What's going on there? And then I got the, the Samsung S6 this year and I started taking a few photos, you know, expecting the same thing. Every manufacturer, when they come out with new phones, says, oh, we've made we've made the best phone ever. You know, you should try this. We fixed the camera. And they try it like, yeah, no, no, you haven't. Like, I don't know what you think you've done, but it's it's not the camera. And then I got out the S6 and I'm like, oh, well, that's a crisp of it. Oh, that's, that's nicely exposed. And the more photos I took, the more I was impressed with it. And finally... You know, we have this thing in the Android world that you can finally get a good camera on your phone. It's it's the future. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love it. I spent uh, I just got the S6 a couple of weeks ago, 
Uh, and so one of the one of my camera tests, I just sent you a, a link on Slack to something I posted to Flickr. Uh, I, I have a I have a routine for testing cameras. Some standard photos I take in the same places, hopefully in the same conditions. Not necessarily so I'll publish a side by side review, but so that I can sort of get an appreciation for the differences. And one of them, oddly enough, is taking pictures of squirrels uh, in the in the public garden in Boston because I don't have a little I don't have a little kid. Uh, so I have never had, I don't, I can't test around what it's like to sort of chase around a four-year-old who's hyperactive, will not pay attention to my commands, sit down and pose for the picture, <laughs> but a squirrel is the next best thing. Um, uh, and it's like, there's, it was really a, for this one was really a wow type picture. It's like, uh, I, I've had so many Android cameras that were almost there that it got the exposure right. Okay. Too bad about the color or, okay, well that, uh, that it's, uh, I got one out of these 10 pictures came out. Okay. It's too bad that the shutter lag is so bad or that the camera app keeps, uh, keeps freezing up. Uh, but this one was like, Oh goodness, the, an iPhone would have had difficulty getting a photo that that's good. Um, it's, it's too bad too, because I, I suspect that the three of us aren't typical phone consumers. We are, they're, they're people who really just go into a phone store and it's time for a new phone. They will, make a decision in 15 to 20 minutes based between three different phones they've never seen before. And they might make that choice based on the fact that, oh, well, I can get this. The iPhone, does it, does it come in, in red? It doesn't? Okay, well, I like I like this one that you can get a, you can get a football uh, football leather uh, case for it. Uh, but like you have that for the iPhone? Nope. Okay, great. So I'll get this Moto X instead. Uh, it's but, but cameras are the sort of thing that it's a make or break feature for people. If you can get that picture of that of your kid uh, at the time where your kid's doing cute stuff in front of you, that's going to be the difference between being happy and being and cursing out this camera app that decided to freeze up at the worst possible moment. I've fallen victim of that very <laughs> a lot of times. Hopefully, getting better. I'm hoping for the next Moto X to have a better camera experience, um, but. Who knows what my next phone will be? Yeah, I, I guess it's the other thing about Android phones is in the iOS world, you're used to a new phone comes out in roughly September or October. And so you get used to that. You have one phone for a year if you're mega enthusiastic like me, and then you hang out for the next one. And the weirdest thing I found when I switched to Android is it seems like every three months there's a flagship phone launching. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Like I, I saw the, the G4 came out recently, you know, the Moto X uh, 2015 is probably due out soon. And it makes it tough. Every three months, you've got to make a choice. Like, oh, is this the best phone or is that other phone that came out, you know, the, the best phone? And it, I don't know, you, you can sometimes get a little bit of um, buyer's remorse as well. You know, you buy the flagship phone at the time and then three months later, there's there's something even better. I kind of hope that, that we all can realize that phones right now are about as good as they're going to get for a good long while and that the difference between the – the best phone and the third best phone used to be pretty big uh, in 2010, 2011, 2013, even, uh, even 2013. Now the difference between the first and the third is, okay, it's, I mean, it's, I, you're definitely, I, I've seen your benchmarks. This one is definitely faster. I've seen the battery performance. That's definitely better, better battery. Camera, wow, that definitely takes better pictures. But is it good enough to make you want to spend another six or $700 on a brand new phone? And not really. I mean, my my day to day carry Android phone is still a Nexus Five. Uh, I might buy an S Six. I don't know. But uh, part of that had to come from my just realizing that uh, actually part of it came from as Google kept improving the camera app, uh, the, the HDR Plus feature uh, on the camera app is now very very fast. And given that I'm not shooting action, the HDR Plus shots are about as good as any top tier camera phone right now. 
Uh, and so given that I have the ability to take a picture with a one third of a second exposure, all told, it's like, okay, so why am I spending $600? As, especially if considering that I'm going to give up the ability to get actual timely OS updates. I mean, that, that, is, is that still the, the, the name of the pain for everybody, OS updates? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, that's why I wanted to stick with the Nexus. And then when I heard that the Moto X was going to be on top of the updates, I, that's kind of what got me into trying trying out a different phone. Do you guys think that, you know, companies like uh, Samsung are going to switch to having more timely updates? Or is that do you think that's going to be important for the users in the future? Or I think if you look at it, it's already happening. So this is another interesting thing about Android, you know, people uh, form these preconceptions about it, and they might form their preconception in 2013. Two years later, you know, the landscape changes. So I think OS updates are already getting faster. Like I think 5.1 is already coming out for the the Galaxy S6, and that might not sound a, like a big deal if you're from the iOS world. You're like, well, I get my update on day one. But in the Android world, it used to be you get your update on day 367, if at all. And now it seems like three months is is the typical lag for a lot of the, the top-tier companies like your Samsungs and your LGs. And Motorola actually, Yasmin, your phone of choice seems to be the one that's ahead of the game. They always seem to be, you know, first out of the gate with an update these days. Yeah, and... um. I'm actually pretty impressed with uh, Asus. I have their Zen Watch, and they actually were one of the first companies to get the Android Wear update out. Um, so that was pretty pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, I I hope it is a trend that continues because then it doesn't matter so much if you have a Nexus device or a Moto, you know, Motorola device or Samsung LG HTC. Then it just kind of if you're going to get the updates, then who cares? Pick pick whatever you want. Yeah, Mo- Motorola has also they're, they're really the closest thing to Apple that uh, there is outside of Apple. Uh, I, I I like the fact that after uh, you know talking to their engineers, talking to their executives, you see a lot of the same uh, a lot of the same philosophies, a lot of the same commitment to like here's how we need to build things from now on. We really need to have a clear point of view that we're going to express through this piece of hardware. Uh, they're also one of the first people to lead the trend towards we're not going to try to reskin Android. We're going to, especially now that Android L is out, was out there and that was the first really nice looking version of Android. I think that uh, there was a lot of discussion about maybe Samsung wants to reskin Android because they want people to buy a Samsung phone, not an Android phone, if that makes sense. But I think it's mostly that there's just it was just but ugly, and you really wanted to <laughs> you really wanted to do something better than that. And now Motorola was one of the first to say, actually, this is pretty good. We're gonna we're not gonna add a whole, whole lot of apps to it. We're not gonna we're gonna try to expand its features, like with that shake the ca- shake the, the the shake the device to activate the camera, wave over fr- from it to get notifications, that sort of stuff. But we're not gonna try to totally rewrite things. And things have gotten a little bit better, especially since Google has broken out. A lot of the stuff that uh, would require a major OS update uh, from Apple, they're just simply separate items inside the Google Play Store. Uh, for instance, today, uh, as we record, Apple launched Apple Music, uh, which is their brand new music service the, with the Beats, Beats One radio coming to Android, but eventually not right now. Uh, and they couldn't just simply release an updated version of Apple Music. They had to release iOS 8.4 to make that happen. So you have to start off with this 184 megabyte download and then restart your phone just to get this new music service. Whereas if uh, if you don't like the launcher that the, the custom launcher that uh, 
that Samsung gave you, you can make your phone look like a Nexus phone by simply downloading the Google launcher and then download the Google keyboard. And a lot of Google Play services are also another different a different module that simply can be pushed out uh, to to a phone. Google Camera, Google. I mean, there's there's so much I can do to this phone. I have to I have to keep this this uh, Galaxy S6 in pretty much factory condition so that I don't wind up saying, I love the camera app. It's just like on a Nexus phone. No, it isn't. It's because you're actually using the Nexus camera app. <laughs> but but if you own it, I mean, you can actually strip it, strip it down and make it look as stock Android as possible. And then there's also a CyanogenMod. Uh, mod. This, because remember that uh, uh, Google does release the binaries to Android and you're perfectly free to recompile it and put it on whatever you want. Just a couple of weeks ago, there was a news story about how someone decided to manage to successfully compile Android 1.6 so it would run on a, on a Texas Instruments graphing calculator. Uh, <laughs> it, it has like, you know, like eight bytes of memory, a CPU that is essentially a hamster on a wheel but they managed to get it running it, it runs all the apps it has wi-fi you can run the lunar lander app it has a color screen and all that sort of stuff uh and given that even something that extreme is possible uh, there's this whole movement to uh, the Sienna, the, the Sienna gen mod uh, uh, company that will take these binaries and they just simply organize an effort to make a version of android for pretty much everything that has ever run android so uh it's disappointing that uh, if, my, if I have my old uh, Galaxy S3 and I was uh, still wanting to use it, I have to wait for uh, first for Samsung to feel as though it was a priority to build a version of Android for a phone that's three years old, uh, and then for AT and T to say that it's within their best interest for someone comes into the store with an old phone and saying, oh, I want this to run the new operating system to simply, well, here's here's how you do that for free. No, they walk into the store, you want to convince them to actually buy a new phone. Uh, all that sort of stuff would have to happen. Or I can just go uh, reflash it for Cyanogen Mod so it's no longer an AT&T phone. It's now a Cyanogen Mod phone, so to speak. And now I'm getting updates directly from them. So it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's still disheartening when you look at just... Uh, so like three or four years, three years worth of, uh, of of iPhones, all got the iOS 8.4 update today on the same day. If you bought, if you walked into a store, you got and bought a brand new phone, you got the exact same operating system that could be run on. I think it's compatible back to the iPhone four. I think maybe the 4s, but that's, that's, and that's, and that's exactly. There's so many little things you appreciate about Apple that you wish uh, the Google uh, Android ecosystem could copy and you're afraid that that's never going to happen i, I gotta say they are slowly um feels like they're playing this the world's slowest game of chess with that so they're, they're slowly breaking out uh, more and more os components into things that can ship via google play like you're saying so the i think the two big ones recently is you know every time they launch these new api features they managed to sneak a lot of them into um the google play services which is a separate thing you download from the store and this other thing called the Google Support Library, which developers like us, you know, bundle into our apps. And it's it's quite unusual as a developer to have the experience that a new OS is out. Hardly anyone has it, but I can take the features from that new OS, put them in my app, and actually ship my app to, you know, to people that aren't even running it. Which is, you know, as someone who does iOS development as well, that's that's quite a foreign concept to most people. You know, you have to force your users to upgrade to, let's say, iOS nine before you can give them iOS nine features in most cases. So it's sometimes with you know google that isn't the case so you know there's there's upsides and downsides there's definitely the downside though that if there's some major feature and it's only in the os well then you have to wait for the os update and you are at the mercy of you know your carrier and your manufacturer as to whether they 
you know, whether they deem you worthy to actually have it or not, you know. Have you have you taken the right amount of steps, you know? Did you face the right way on a Wednesday? Did you uh, <laughs> eat the right cereal on a Thursday? All, all these different factors. Did you pet the koala three times and then hug it? <laughs> Did you order the right fridge? Was the koala still alive <laughs> when it arrived? You know, all these kind of questions. Well, we can we can all have a good laugh about Windows Phone, which is which is which is too, which is too bad because I, I really like what they were doing, uh, what they or what they're continuing to do, and I'm definitely paying close attention to what happens with Windows 10. Um, again, I love the idea of different companies pursuing completely different philosophies. Uh, and you can't get any different from Apple than Microsoft's idea that we're going to have one operating system that runs on everything. And that's technically true with Apple because the, at the core of pretty much every device they ship is uh, is OS X and there's Mac OS X and then there's iOS that are built on top of it. But they have always made the case that, look, you get pickup trucks for pickup for pickup truck sort of things. You get cars for cars sort of things. You don't try to make a fridge toaster. You make a fridge and you make a toaster. Whereas, Apple, whereas Microsoft is saying, we're going to have a pickup truck that's also a fridge and a toaster. And it's going to work great for everybody. Uh, and I mean, after <laughs> no the, compromises, after, <laughs> oh, compromises, but not compromises that affect the bottom line. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, uh, I, 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 I've, I've been looking back at all the ways that I've been using my iPad, and still, the point of pain involves an app that I rely on every single day on my Mac. That is, there is no uh, iOS equivalent for it. And so uh, my favorite word processor is multi-platform. It's, uh, it's Scrivener, available for Windows and for Mac. But if I want to spend the weekend using just my iPad as my writing tool, I have to take this really nicely formatted project file, spit out a couple of chapters as text files so I might want to work on them, and then put them into a text editor on the iPad. And then when I get back home, manually cut and paste and copy them back into the main Scrivener file. Uh, and so you really are appealing to me when you say that in the future you will buy a copy of Scrivener and it will install on a phone, it will st install on a tablet, and it will install on a desktop, and it will be the exact same app. It will just articulate itself differently depending on what device it's it's on. So that's going to be really interesting. I mean, I would hate to have to switch to a third operating system in a year from now, but I'll do it. I mean, I, I kept... I guess this. I guess this is a, a good point. A good final statement as any. I mean, uh, I, I got when I switched to Android. I I thought it was interesting enough. The reasons were interesting enough that I, I wrote a three parter explaining the reasons why. And it was apps. It was explicitly not oh because Apple has lost its way. I'm going to leaving the sinking ship. They're it was, no, they're just they're, next year they yeah, will exactly. die. Yeah, and I, I knew that there's there. I mean, there's there are color wars everywhere, and I was just as sure that. Some people would seize upon this as a reason for, you know, uh, bagging on Apple or uh, saying that I'm an idiot for switching to Android or something like that. Uh, of course, all that stuff happened, but it was really here, here are the here are the differences between the two and why these things sort of uh, sort of appeal to me. Uh, and one of the points I really wanted to make is that uh, it's not as though I was a fan of the iPhone, and that was the reason why I was buying a new iPhone every couple of years. I was buying a, uh, an iPhone every couple of years for the same reason why I keep buying Macs because they continue to be the best computer for the stuff that I do. And the moment that they stop being the best computer for what I personally do, that's when I switch. And that's why you know that my love of this device was genuine. It wasn't. I wasn't paying homage to a logo. I was just respecting uh, what this could do for me. And so, you know, if a year from now I could find myself looking at uh, looking at a Microsoft phone, especially if they have that Nokia like forty four megapixel image sensor. That I will be, I'll, I'm, I'll be damned. I had no idea. I, I didn't think it would work, but that thing worked like a 
effing charm. And so, I mean, that's that. I guess that's why I, I guess what that's why I'm so looking forward to Project Aura because that's always been my fantasy that I will I'll take the Touch ID off of this iPhone, and I will take this camera off of this Nokia PureView, and I will take this CPU off of this Android phone that I really like, and I will take this flip flip. Uh, I will take the the sensor and the notification system off the Motorola, and I will click them all up into my private my personal pri- personal perfect phone. I really just want one company to make the Andy phone, and they'll only sell one of them, but they'll make that one customer 100% satisfaction rate. JD Powers will give you that that plexiglass statue. <laughs> and damn it, if they won't, I'll, I'll make my own. I'll buy all the modules. It might cost $2,000, but I'll, I'll make the Andy phone. And hopefully it doesn't turn out like the Homer Simpson car. <laughs> hey, seven cup holders. That, he, he was on to something. Oh, I tell you what, that uh, cone of silence thing that he invented where your kids are in the back in a separate thing, that... I, I'm surprised the cars still don't have that to this day. That was genius. Well, that's it for this time. Thank you for listening to Material. Uh, we do value, as our consultant has told us, listener contact, listener activation. We want to give you the illusion that you're part of this great big family so that we can sell you T-shirts at some undisclosed date later on. Obviously, I'm saying this all just to be funny. We really do appreciate you listening to us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at Material Podcast. If you have any feedback, suggestions, uh, observations, even complaints, we have thick skins, uh, send them all to uh, Material Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com, or visit our website at relay.fm slash material. That's it for this week. You've got six days until the next show. Until then, all else is immaterial. <laughs>